This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pot of thunder and rock and roll express. What? That's right. We got more WWE Hall of Famers on the show today from the class of 2017. That is the Rock and Roll Express. Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, one of the longest working tag teams in wrestling history. One of the biggest drawing tag teams of the 80s. Two of the biggest characters I've ever met, especially Ricky Morton. Wait to hear him. These guys have been doing it for over 35 years, and they're still working matches together on the indie scene today. you hear how they got partnered up, what it was like working in Memphis for Jerry Lawler, one of being one of the first tag teams to have ring music. Uh, they were in Louisiana for Bill Watts, WCW, even Japan with me. We uh, spent some time together in WAR. And, of course, we'll talk about Smoky Mountain Wrestling where I first met them. I got some great lessons about the biz from Ricky and Robert. They're huge pranksters in the locker room. Got some really funny road stories. Uh, you've never seen so many people. People hanging from the rafters. They tell them who? Tell them, Punky. Uh, all of that stuff will be explained. I'm sure you've heard about this before on McFoley and Big Foley's books and Steve Austin's show. You're going to get the real behind-the-scenes scoops of two of the biggest characters in wrestling history. So get ready to be schooled in the art of the hot tag selling. Ain't seen so many people. And getting over against six-foot-ten giants. All of that. That stuff and then if you really want to learn about the pro wrestling biz because that's your dream and you live in the United States the southern United States check out the school of Morton Ricky's wrestling school in Chucky Tennessee RickyMortonOnline.com has all the info on how you can apply and get trained by one of the greatest sellers in the history of the business Ricky Morton that's RickyMortonOnline.com check out the school of Morton but before we get to that and the Rock and Roll Express I'm doing a couple shows in Ireland they are both sold out uh, the world Words of Jericho, Chris Jericho live June 7th at the Mandela Hall in Belfast, sold out completely. June 8th at Vicker Street in uh, Dublin uh, was sold out, but we released uh, some more tickets. So there's only, uh, well, there's uh, there's not a lot left. Let me just put it that way. You get your tickets at Ticketmaster.ie. But seriously, it's not it's not a scam. This is not some kind of a of, of, of a last minute shill. Belfast is clean. Dublin still has some tickets available. Ticketmaster.ie. If you're in Ireland. And you want to come check out the words of Jericho? Listen in, man. And if you want to hear the songs of Jericho, bang your head, man. The Fozzy Judas Rising tour kicks off May fifth in Virginia Beach, Virginia, at the Lunatic Luau. King and Sons of Texas will be joining us for most of the run. Get tickets at FozzyRock.com. Get VIP packages at FozzyRock.com. For most of the shows, we do a mini uh, little concert for the VIPs. You get to hang out with us, a little ask some questions. 
questions, uh, meet and greet, and take pictures, and hear some great rock and roll tunes that you're not going to hear later on in the night. That's all at FozzyRock.com. Like I said, May 5th, Virginia Beach, Lunatic Luau. May 6th at the Revival in Canton, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. Uh, 7th is Carolina Rebellion in Charlotte. May 9th, the Concourse at the International in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, May 10th, Trixie's Entertainment Complex, Louisville, Kentucky, which I heard was a strip club. So there you go. Lights Go Out was a huge hit at strip clubs worldwide, so it's only apropos that we're playing at a strip club. That's fine. The next night at the Rave uh, Club in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we are playing with All That Remains and The Devil Wears Prada on uh, May 11th. May 12th is the Green Bay Distillery in Oshawabanon, Wisconsin. Uh, May 14th is Northern Invasion Somerset Amphitheater in Somerset, Wisconsin. May 16th in Pittsburgh at the Diesel Club Lounge. 17th, we return to the Chameleon Club in Lancaster. We always love it there. 18th in Pechog, New York, Long Island, 89 North. 19th is the House of Independence in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Come check that out. May 20th, Blue Fox Billiards in uh, Winchester, Virginia. Sounds like a massive enormous dome, but those shows are always lots of fun. Uh, May 21st, we're in Morganton, West Virginia at the main stage. 23rd at the Machine shop in flint michigan returning there returning to joliet the next night illinois at the forge i think that used to be called mojo's 25th is foobar in st louis missouri and then the 26th rocklahoma and Pryor, oklahoma 27th river city rock fest in san antonio 28th bfd i guess that's the big f- deal in dallas texas at the uh, starwood amphitheater starplex amphitheater something along those lines you know where it is if you're in dallas then we go to the download festival june 11th and we got uh, milton Keynes at the crawford arms on june 13th i'm hosting the metal hammer awards on june 12th all the information is at fozzyrock.com all tickets and vip info go check it out don't miss out this is going to be uh, the judas rising tour the beginning of the new album cycle which comes out in september and the new single comes out uh, in just a couple weeks and I'm going to give you a clue it starts with J alright so while you're thinking that out uh, we're going to get to the Rock and Roll Express they're coming up this this is Talk is Jericho I'm here with the Rock and Roll Express and Ricky just asked me because uh, I had a, a car in Smoky Mountain that was I can't remember what kind it was, but I had no air conditioning in it. I took you on a ride one time. You're like, holy shit, it's hot in here. And I was like, I know. I didn't expect it was going to be so hot in the damn Smoky Mountains, man. <laughs> but that's that's funny that, that you mentioned that because here with the Rock and Roll Express, the, uh, uh, up, they're going to be in the, rock, in, the, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're going to be in the Wrestling Hall of Fame, WWE Hall of Fame. And I've seen you guys once or twice, but it's been probably 22 years wow. since Smoky Mountain Wrestling, man. Uh, where we saw each other every day. You know? I, I, I remember when you first came through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, Chris, and it, you realize this one day, it seemed like yesterday. Yeah. It seemed like yesterday. You Time know? goes by so quick. It, it sure does. You know, and even earlier, you know, because we were talking, I says about my oldest son, and Robert goes, but he thought she was talking about someone else, and, but he was there then. Yeah, the he's grown now. I know, right? Grown man now. But it does go by 22, 20, 23 years. It goes by so fast. And we, we went to Japan together. We were in Smoky Mountain together. We spent a lot of time together in that 90, 1994 yes. time frame, you know. So it's, uh, it's good to see you guys together again because it's been that long since I've had you both, you know, in the same room. Well, great. But, you, you know, you got to understand, uh, Chris, we, uh, you know, Robert and I both come from a wrestling family. And we grew up in a business. And this is all we know. Mm. Wrestling or sports entertainment, or any way you want to put it, it all means the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just all we know. It's all we do. So, uh, 
we're still very active. You know, like you said, you hadn't seen us in a long time, but gosh, me and Robert are still out there, you know. Still working every weekend. We got, you know what, man, and I, I'm afraid if I quit, I won't be able to walk. Because even <laughs> though I'm 60 years old, you know, and I changed my life. I'm not the Ricky Morton you knew years ago. I just, you know, <laughs> All of us changed. We had to. You know, I, I smoked three packs of cigarettes a day and didn't go to bed for 30 years. But, <laughs> but now all that's behind me, you know. Right, 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 right. right. Cool. But you guys are still working uh, every weekend or you, as much as you want to? Yeah, about as much as we want to. You know, mm. heck, we still we still throw the double drop cake, believe it or not. <laughs> sure does. Man, you know what? We still every weekend, but, you know, we's getting earlier. We still. We know we're getting older, mm. and it's not the part of it. It's just how you look. You know, I, I don't have a facelift. Mm-hmm. Not going to. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times you walk out, and it, which you have, you know, which I love. You have your older wrestler fans that still love to come to see wrestling, but a lot of times you walk out, and you look at the kids, they're looking at you like, "Damn, who's that man from the olden days?" <laughs> He's got a mullet. <laughs> he still got the same hair. Damn right. That's it. He kept that. I want to keep it forever. <laughs> so, but it's, it's it's great to see that you guys are going in the Hall of Fame, uh, WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, did you ever think that would happen? Well, well, you know, I, I thought you know, maybe one day. I hope I hope it would happen before it passed away. But yeah, uh-huh. uh, it, it definitely uh, something really excited for me. It's, it's a pleasure to go into Hall of Fame, and uh, it's, it's an honor. We got the phone call. And I waited all my life for that call. Hmm. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. Robert and I both did. And I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm not afraid. I cried. Mm-hmm. When they called me and I hung the phone up, I actually cried. Mm-hmm. I had cold, look, I got cold chills on my arm talking to you about this moment. And it's hard. You know, when you've been out of the limelight for a long time, but you're still on the independent circuit. And it's a great thing to understand that the guys still remember who Robert and I were especially when it comes to tag team wrestling. Uh, I've been around hotel here today, saw a lot of the guys and some of the great compliments that they come up and tell us and ask me about this and about that. And, and don't get me on a row, you know that. <laughs> do, you know, we was out there all night talking. No, no, but it's cool. I mean, but in, in, in our passion and our love for the business, and, and, and it, it's hard to, to give that up. You know, like you said, we're still very active in the business, but – I found something that I love just as much, and that's teaching. Mm. It's a lost art. Yeah, it, you know, man. You you was in, in the days. You know, mm-hmm. I, I watched this business change from uh, one of the most sacred businesses in the world to the great. And don't get me wrong. I'm talking about the great sports entertainment, the greatest show on earth, as I call it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I went through all those changes. You know, I went uh, through where you see. Uh, and and you, and you've seen it sometimes before too when you're in Smoky Mountains. Sometimes we wouldn't even dress, you know, maybe faces of hills. Yeah, dressed together. Completely different you know, locker you rooms. You, yeah. you wasn't going over your match, dude. Mm-hmm. The referee gave it to you, mm-hmm. gave you your finish. You know, and mm-hmm. it's cool. You, you were there. Yeah, you was a young kid. Yeah, I remember when. Um, yeah, you and Lance Storm was a young kids coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Lance Storm was a young kids coming in. Probably driving you guys nuts with all the high <laughs> no, spots we were doing and stuff. You know what? Yeah. I really remember, and it, and it and it bothered me a lot because I. Felt so sorry for him. Yeah, now, don't get me wrong. It's weird in Knoxville. You broke your arm. Oh yeah, for the match. But you see now what now you got over with me. Mm-hmm. You know before you're just a long snotty nosed kid. <laughs> but you broke your arm. You came back and you worked. Mm-hmm. Now you see, brother, over me. Yeah, yeah. You got over me. When you oh, did that's that. cool. Thank you. I, I you just, sure did. You got I, over me. And you know what? And the people 
If you didn't have a cast on your arm, it wouldn't know your arm was broke. You're still <laughs> flying all over the place. I was so adamant that I'm still going to do the same match that we had with uh, with yes. Jimmy Del Rey and Tom Pritchard. But yeah, I mean that that was uh, like like you mentioned at that time frame. Like you would change in separate locker rooms. You would not travel together. And I still remember what Jimmy told me when I came in. He said people will boo you just because you walk out of that door, or they'll cheer you because you walk out of the babyface right. door. And that's yes. all. But you guys down there were the top guys like gods in Tennessee and all those areas uh, still still probably to this day uh, people loved the Rock and Roll Express you know? oh man you know what dude it's still there yeah. yeah it's still there that's the reason we stay booked all the time <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 there's, there's, a, there's a famous tape not to interrupt you Ricky that, that went around uh, these fans from, from the hills basically gave me a tape of, of them just messing around at their house and it's pretty scary deliverance type stuff but I'll never forget that on the wall in their kitchen they had a picture of Jesus Christ and a picture of the Rock and Roll Express yeah. <laughs> and the Rock and Roll was higher oh no yeah. <laughs> hey we sold it to them somewhere <laughs> And that was part of it too, was selling the gimmicks. Yeah, so you guys were the masters it. of that. You know, hey, hey, y'all want to meet the Rock and Roll Express? Yeah, that'd be ten dollars for that. <laughs> I just told the story of the day. You guys, I think you, Robert, you brought a, you bought a bed sheet, and you guys tore it up into twenty strips. You wrote R and R on it and sold them as headbands. Hey, oh, it worked, didn't it, buddy? <laughs> you know, I had. You know, I'm not saying this because it's just funny stuff. Robert and I did. Yeah, we had a hat one time that we painted, mm-hmm. but it was all it ran, it messed up, and it didn't. You couldn't tell nothing. Yeah. So it's laying there, and this girl walks up and goes, uh, "What is that?" Robert goes, "Oh, that's a hat that glows, glows in, the in the dark." dark. <laughs> <laughs> Look at here. When you get in the dark, it'll say Rocky Roll Express. <laughs> Look at here. She gave Robert twenty dollars for that thing. But <laughs> Gosh. What else but, did you guys sell? You sold a bunch of crazy gosh, stuff? Gosh, man. We, well, T-shirts, pictures. Mm. You know, now it, it's changed, um, Chris, because when you're on independent circuits, what we do for a living. Mm. You know, now, man, you get $20 to take a picture with you. Mm. But that's really cheap mm. because if you bring stars and such as yourself, they're $100. So <laughs> remember, I'll give them a bargain. We undercut everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look here. I'll make it that out. Well, what I really do, and this is cool, and all the fans out there, they know. They understand me. Yeah. You know, before they open the doors up, I get the microphone and say, all right, let the gimmick wars begin. <laughs> and we go, the buy ours, get everybody else's free. He <laughs> uh, Wow. And, and to all the fans out there listening, too, man, I, I guess you could tell Chris is, uh, you know, he had the experience. He's on TV. He's talking a lot. And. You could. We don't even have to tell you for who we're from, <laughs> right? <laughs> Contrary to the bowl of pinto beans. That's it, though, man. But you, people could relate to that. I think. Oh you know? gosh, man, that's that's us. How did you? Uh, how did you guys end up getting together? It's been thirty-five years of Rock and Roll Express or so. How did it all start out? I, I was partners with my brother Rick Gibson, mm-hmm. and then he had a uh, bad car accident. Drunk driver hit him and put him out of commission. And I was in Florida, and Ricky, I believe, was in San Antonio. We both got two different phone calls to meet in Memphis, and uh, Jerry Lawler and Jimmy Hart put us together. At the time, I just tell you the truth. At the time, Jarrett and Lawler were fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were the promoter, but they were fighting, and, and you had the fan, uh, the fabulous ones there, Steve Kern and Stan Lane, which brother they were over. Mm-hmm. Ooh, they were over. Over with the girls, so, but they were over. Yeah. And I was partners with Ken Lucas, and I. If you don't, anybody's not familiar who Ken Lucas is, look him up. He was one of the greatest baby faces of all time, mm. just before his time. So uh, uh, I was out in Southwest Championship Wrestling working for Joe Blanchard, and 
I was ready to go home. I was a young kid, you know. I wanted to go back to back to Memphis, and mm-hmm. so Lawler called. And they they were going to do a little something there. So, Kristen, when we got there, man, it, Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton, they wanted to give us a gimmick, shoot the videos. And Jimmy Hart, you know, with the Gentry, has been into rock and roll. R and R Express, Ricky and Robert, uh, the the Rock and Roll Express, Jimmy Hart came up with it. <laughs> but now. What would be our gimmick? I mean, what we're going to wear? So I got to look at all the old rock and roll books, you know, David Lee Roth, Motley Crue, all them guys in there, and and, and I was looking at. It. So we didn't have that. And this is great too because Jerry Lawler had two pair of spandex long tights, <laughs> and one pair was purple, and one pair was skin colored. Uh-huh. Well, I got the purple ones. I gave Robert the skin color, <laughs> and we went out back. We went out, it was a flea market, and we bought feathers and bandanas, and we tied them on us. Mm-hmm. And I was so embarrassed, I didn't want to go. I was looking at myself, I said, oh, man, you don't wear What this. the hell oh, we man. got on here? What do we got on? Look here. And I looked at Robert. He's Robert's way off, and he got them skids. And I thought Robert was naked. <laughs> <laughs> he looked naked down the hallway. So, uh, so, dude, they played our music, and we come out, and, dude, it's just something that instantly just clicked. Hmm. The chemistry between Robert and I, but the match was over. And I come back and I never forget this fellow standing there. He goes, "Yeah, sure." He said, "God, boy, y'all boys are good." But he says, "Hell, I didn't know who y'all was. I didn't know if you was gypsies or Indians." <laughs> <laughs> Got old country slang, uh, but that's really how it started. Uh-huh. But you know, and then and, and then you see it didn't work out there in Memphis because Lawler and Jarrett made up. And, oh, I see. And the fabulous ones. Were the Jarrett's boys? He owned the territory. Yeah, they were the actually Robert and I were second yeah, fiddle yeah, with Jackie Fargo. They, yeah. yeah, we playing second fiddle because it's not how it usually went in the territory days. You'd have the one tag team that was the top team, yeah. and then everybody else was kind of underneath. Yeah, and it was over. You know, mm-hmm. and, and Lawler was the top, and Dundee Lawler and Bill Dunn. But at that time, in which I got to say, this is great because, and and really, it's when Vince started running out everywhere, and all the promoters got together. They're going to make these shows. They're going to run against Vince. You know, some big deal. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they're doing the, their first big show in Memphis. It's not a champions. And they had the Fibus ones, and me and Robert were there. And Eddie Graham, which, uh, you know, promoter mm-hmm. of Florida. Never all the promoters are in there. And Robert and I went out to – because they was going to make a show. And we had our match, and we come back in. And they call us into a meeting, and Eddie Graham, this is right off the bat, dude, this is cool. He told Jerry Jarrett and all of them, he said, I don't know about y'all guys. He said, I watched all the match. But these two boys right here, they come to get over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they come to get over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Bill Watts heard that. Well, Bill Dundee was going to be Bill's booker. And he asked Bill Dundee, what's wrong with her? I mean, what's wrong with my territory? What I'm doing? He goes, what's wrong with it? He said, look at your baby face. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, uh, uh, one-man gang. <laughs> he goes, you don't draw no girls. What was it, the term? Was like, Where, where's the blowjobs? Yeah. Right? Yeah, wasn't, that the, yes. wasn't that the term? Okay. Where's the blowjobs? Yes. Yeah, so, now, uh, now, we're, now we're rocking. So now I'm in Robert. <laughs> so it's the same thing. Bill Dundee goes, gosh, man. And, and i got to say this, man. They believe. I mean, Bill believed in us, dude. And when we went there, it's the same thing that got us over in North Carolina. Even after, just did the same thing over but it was the Nikolai Vokov and Barry Dorso as the Russians. Here we are, the all-American kids. They shoot the videos. I've never seen that. Mm. All these scenes. For the first time, the, the videos? Yes, yeah. man, boom. And we go into there. 
holy crap, you know, and the Russians got us over, man. I'm Nikolai and them, and dude, and when they brought the Midnight Express in, mm-hmm. and we, well, they were already there, but they were working in an angle with uh, Johnny Walker, Magnum TA, mm-hmm. and they were getting them ready. They, you know, because Bill knew what he was doing. They were getting the Midnight Express ready, then getting us ready, rock and roll ready, and dude. Yeah, then they put the expresses against the, against the expresses, and that's, that's where it really went off. Mm-hmm. And then it clicked. After, it still goes, even after 35 years, people still talk about it. Mm-hmm. Everywhere we go. It's, it's, the, it's the epitome of tag team wrestling, if you're looking at, especially in that 80s era, rock and roll versus Midnight Express. Well, you know, and, uh, and as you see, I, man, I'm going to mention these guys, man. You know, there's... Mm-hmm. I hope that it pays the road for them. It's just, gosh, man, it not only just... It was Dennis Condry, uh, Bobby Eaton, and Stan. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when Stan, you know, they finished up in Memphis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, didn't happen no more. You know, uh, all good things come to an end. But, you know, he, he joined the Midnight Express. And, and, dude, Jimmy Cornette being the talker he was and everybody had. You know, actually, I watched him. They had so much heat that I watched Jimmy Cornette. I watched him get his ass whooped so many times hmm. that he grew him a set of cojones. <laughs> Dude, he started. He learned to fight. <laughs> yeah, he, man, he got it. I was talking about outside the ring by fans and stuff. Yes, yeah. dude. I mean, he get his ass whooped every night. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't fight him back. And I finally, dude, I was sitting there one day and shit, he little in somebody. Well, he had so much heat that he couldn't. He couldn't watch the arena. He had. He had actually turned his back to the to the ring. People off of he it. had to watch the crowd rather yes. than watch the match. Right. Sure did. Well, it was a different time, like you said, where people actually believed what was going on. Different time, different era, and that's what I was saying earlier. I watched it, watched the business change mm. so much. Gosh, and it's you know, and, and that's when the rule come in at Bill Watts's. Uh, you know, now the boys could leave. You know, you, you had to be there an hour before the time, but you couldn't leave till the show was over. The reason you couldn't leave, you had to watch the last match because we had riots. You had to get the baby faces and heels out of the ring. Did that happen quite often? You know, oh, like, gosh. Every, every night. I remember Tulsa, Oklahoma, the heels were going back. They screwed us into the match, took the belts. As they're going back, I saw fans that jump off. That was Buddy the, Landell and Butch Reed. I seen fans jump off the balcony. On wow. top of them. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, and I knew. Doing a dive off the balcony. Dive off the balcony. And I knew one time, we was, uh, this one was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And in our dressing room, there was a door back there. And, buddy, we had a right. And I told Robert, I said, come on, do not stop. Grab your bags. Let's go out this back door. And uh, they did. Remember that? We went out the back door looking at the police come in and arrested everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Look here. Ernie Lance sitting back there in the chair. Boy, let me tell you something, boy. <laughs> and uh, dude took him to jail, too. <laughs> ben Roberts slid right out the back door. We was gone. <laughs> yeah. You guys are smart, too smart for that. Oh, yeah. I knew yeah. what was up. I Man, I didn't. It's just so much heat. Gosh, mm-hmm. I'm mighty. And, it was crazy. <laughs> this is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Talk is talk is talk is Jericho. It's funny because you're finishing each other's sentences. You remember the exact story together. I mean, the chemistry you guys have, it's almost like you've been married for 30-odd for years. 
Uh, it, does it feel like I've been with him more than my one? Yeah, right. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, you know, the longest tag team together, you know, 35 years together. It's mm-hmm. a long time. It's a long time. Did you guys have that chemistry right off the bat, or did it take a while to get to know each other? Or did you know each other beforehand? Oh, I knew Robert yeah, before that. He okay. was brother Ricky, too. Yeah. I, you know, we wrestled in different territories, like for Nick Goulas. And okay, gotcha. We starved to death together in different see, territories. See, see, <laughs> even though we started as, as, as Rock and Roll Express and Memphis got together before that, like I said, it was me and my brother, Ricky. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we'd do six-man tags, Ricky Morton, Robert, and Ricky. Gibson. Okay, gotcha. So we, we actually wrestled together, but then... then yeah, we you know, I remember wrestling Robert. Oh, wrestling together. Yeah, yeah, dude, we was just in a business. Gosh, you know... Did we, you guys ever do a, a breakup program or were you, fought, were you wrestled against each other? Yeah, 91. Well, we did something like it. And, and you know, when uh, they turned me heel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Richard Morton, right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you want old Chris, well, I had a job. And that's when Robert hurt his yeah, knee. Yeah, I was out for nine months yeah, with ACL his... down mm-hmm. my knee. And I didn't have a job. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, you got to mm-hmm. you got to be there. Yeah, buddy. yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's like in our business. Right. You got to be at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. But you guys have the great chemistry. I remember those, those even practical jokes, and you've done a couple of them. The, the, the one is, like I said, we were in uh, in Japan, and you took a coin and you put it on the guy's head. <laughs> no, you, you, you said, put that? it on your head, and yeah. so you put the coin on his head, uh, and then you would take it away. But it feels like it's still there. Yeah, it hit your back, yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> try and hit it off, try and hit it off your forehead, and the guy would be smacking his head. <laughs> man, let me at me. We get you with that. Uh, you got one of the Japanese guys. Yeah. There is one you got me. I'll tell you. In a Second, uh, yeah. Now, uh, let me ask you a question since we're talking about that. Uh, whatever happened to Ricky Fuji? Ricky Fuji? Oh, yeah, he was like the Japanese Ricky Morton. Yes, he yeah. sure was. Yeah. Uh, he was my friend. Yeah, he's still there as far as I know because he was a, a friend of mine in the early years when I used to go there. Well, too, I know, but I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, before I first met him, before I went to FMW, mm-hmm. you told me about him. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. told me, because you wrestled us the, the lion or the... Lionheart. Yeah, Lionheart. Yeah. Remember, in, 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 I went on tour with you. Yeah. That's when we went to FMW, because uh, we I used to wrestle for uh, Baba. Right, we were in WAR. It was more for 10 Okay, yeah, for, okay. Yeah. But yeah. then, because you told me, so man, this guy, Ricky Fuji, yeah. in Japan, he loves you, man. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and when I went, and, yeah, and me and him came great fr- uh, friends. Good friends, yeah. Sure st- I think he's still over there, still working in Indies and stuff, you know? Okay. I, remember, I remember we worked in Japan one time, and you said, uh, "Can you hit me with a, a, a shoot punch?" I said, "Why?" He said, "Because your working punch is killing me." <laughs> <laughs> that working punch put you in the hospital. I told there... Pat Patterson that this morning. He's down there grab, you know, grab. You're in the hallway, and all the boys, man, you know, especially the old timers, when you talk to them, they put the hoats on you. You know, <laughs> you're right. You're having a conversation, and look at kid, how you doing? <laughs> is there any other of those pr- pranks that you can remember that you used to do to guys, like the penny? Oh, we used to do the equal liberty. What's that one? Equilibrium. Okay. Well, you you got to understand. You got to have a good sense of humor. This, you know, especially <laughs> if it's, a, if it's a, one of the guys that's a smart ass and, and the doctor. And, and you know, a lot of times, Frank Morrell. You ever meet Frank Morrell? No. He was great. He 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 could work this off. You know, it's something that you have to do. The commissioners are coming in. You got to. What you do is you draw a dot on the wall, and I do it a couple of times. I would go. You turn your head. You know, I got to turn my head and put my go to my try to touch that wall. Touch the dot. Yeah, yeah but then I get one of the boys, Jimmy Van, just by eyes, <laughs> just by my eyes. I could tell him, do give, it. Give me. I, I guide you without nobody knowing it. I, he's going. He's going. But meanwhile, he's got his back turned. Jimmy Valiant pulled his pants down, and he sticks his finger right in his butt. <laughs> So the guy's trying to do the equilibrium and stick yeah, his finger out the bottom. Right, yeah, works every time. <laughs> you actually, you did that to Lance. 
to Landstorm. Yeah, we did. Did we do it to Landstorm? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no. And then the, the, then the towel got it. It know, was what's that one. Where you lay on your back and mm. see all these things seen now since you got Facebook and social media. But uh, I seen it the other day and a guy got madder than hell, dude. He like killed this guy. <laughs> He's laying in the floor and he said, I can step over you three times and you cannot pull this towel off your face and raise up real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you know, you do that. Oh, I can do that. And he raises up and he got sitting there with his, <laughs> his nuts right there. Yeah. His balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right in there, man. <laughs> that's, uh, God, it's another tale, man. <laughs> but, you know, we never did, did, did do nothing to hurt nobody. No, no, it's just fun ribs. Right? Yeah, it, you know, yeah. we do that. I, I remember Dirty White Boy. He had, I guess she was there. Remember, he, had, he brought a thing in there one time at a cage and uh, you opened a lid up. I said, what's in that thing? But it was like a stuffed animal with a long tail tied onto a spring. Mm-hmm. And I opened that thing and it jumped up. Man, it come at me. <laughs> Look here, I tore up wall, wall down. Getting, well, I didn't know what the hell got me. Man. Let's talk about the, about the NWA in the 80s and the, how over you guys were and, and being so popular and, and what a strong company it was at the time because it was a legit you know, war between WWE and the NWA uh, with you guys leading the charge. Yeah, well, you know, Chris, it's, it's not. Uh, and sometimes when you talk about stuff like this, this here, and that's and that's where I get to saying, and I wasn't being mean. I was just telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But first thing you got to understand is we sow towns out every week, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, your big major towns we sowed out twice a month uh, until they built bigger buildings. <laughs> But I'm not saying there, it wasn't just us. I mean, and we had uh, one of the greatest bookers of all time, Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. You know, but Dusty was a great booker. Now, it was just with his ideas and his the way he would put together the matches. And- yeah, but it was ideas too. And then a lot of times, uh, you see, what makes a good booker is, and a lot of times in, in our days when you had territories, you go into a territory and the booker's always the main eventer. You hear me? Mm-hmm. But see, he always had ideas in his head. That he had nobody else that could do what he's thinking. That draws money. Well, see, Dusty would set you down. I'd go to the office and he'd set me down. Now, this is what we got to do. We got to tell this story like this right here. And even off little things. And, you know, at my wrestling school, I, you know, I, I take with me just off one spot like this, right? And you never see this tag team partners. Now, they're going to have, we're going to do this spot where Robert's down and you're down. And they're going to come off the top, but you're going to run and jump on top of Robert and sacrifice mm. your body. You see? And after, and more I thought about that, I'm thinking, God, he's a genius. He's getting me over mm. like a son. And, and he did. And getting Robert over. You know, it's little things like that that people don't even think about anymore. To tell that right story. And, boo, they did. It was a new era, a new time anyway. Mm. And, God, we just had... Uh, just got TBS live nationwide and and seeing all this stuff and wrestling these guys. But, you know, man, the, the workers at the time were great, too. The Four Horsemen, the Midnight Express, Ivan Koloff, uh, the greatest things yeah, in the Flair, world. Dusty. Dude, you know, man. And Rick, you know, Rick was over good God. You know, it's Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, Rick Flair could do no wrong, you mm-hmm. know. And, and at that time, too, I understand this. You didn't have the Charlotte Hornets. You didn't have the Charlotte Panthers. When you come up 70, 
seven to Charlotte. There's a big billboard of me and Robert. <laughs> watch wrestling every Saturday <laughs> night, six oh five a.m. or blah blah blah, and years over. But I mean, gosh, I don't know about the wars because I wasn't involved in that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know the thing in between Vince and and, and Jimmy. All I knew is. Dude, we were doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the towns are selling out. Who were some of the, 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 the your favorite guys to work with around that time frame? You know, you know, like you were saying back then, all the guys were good. Even, even your job guys were, were main event workers, just in a different spot. Mm. But I say the Midnight Express, the Four Horsemen, uh, Rick Rude, Manny Fernandez mm. was great. It's underrated, Mandy Fernandez. Yeah. Great. <laughs> wow. I remember working with Rick Rudin. Was in a battle role. He was green. This is when Rick was wrist breaking. He, into he the was business. real green. And was we, like, we pull ribs. Okay. <laughs> like he was on roller skates. And so I, I think Ricky said, "Snatch your head a lot." Ricky yep. said, yeah. Rick said, "Crisscross or something." You, you know, we was in a battle roll. Yeah. <clears throat> and I told him, I said, "Come here, Rick." I said, "Yes." And that's how I said, "One tackle, drop down, hip toss me." <laughs> There's 30 people in the ring. All right, look here. He's running across the ring. <laughs> he's, I'm on the other, he has the rope, and I'm on the other side. He's, he's twisting back and forth to try and find oh, a place. Oh, okay. yeah. Look here. Zigzag. I'll kill you. Uh, <laughs> he was zigzagging. And then I did the one one time, and I got this from Bobby Eaton. This is a great battle roll. Mm-hmm. 30 people in there. <laughs> First time Bobby Eaton had done this to me, and I stowed it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ricky, yeah, give me your best working punch. I haul off and give him my working punch, and he goes, Yeah, man. He just walks off. Yawns. Yeah, man. <laughs> Bobby Eaton, great worker, too, man. You know, Bobby's, uh, he was just at my school last week. Was he? Yes. He, I bring him up uh, mm-hmm. a lot. You know, Bobby's yeah, yeah. still out there. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. I love Bobby. Just yeah, not another person about him. What a good he, mind, too. He, uh, he would always have his bag with all the stuff in it. If you, all his gimmicks. You know, his bag. His, candy, his, candy. His, his three bags. <laughs> was like, you need a pair of socks? Go to Bobby. You need yeah. a toothbrush? Go to Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you need, he had He's he was got at the dollar store. You know, yeah. he's still like that. Is he really? He come up to my school for a week, and my guy, and I, you know, <laughs> Mayflower truck pulled up out front. <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> so as hot as you guys were at the time, did you ever did you ever get a call from, from Vince and WWF at the time or think about going to WWF? No, we didn't. No, we never got a call. Hmm. You know, they had their guys. Right. And, uh, you know, it was just a different time. They were more about the big guys. It was well, maybe, you know. dude, you know, Hogan was Hogan was on fire. But, mm-hmm. you know, gosh, Terry was hot, hotter than a $2 pistol. But he, <laughs> <laughs> Terry was over. And, right. Uh, you know, and... <laughs> And Chris, when you when you go to something like that, especially when you're not, you get started in the territory. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling you the truth: you you get lost in the shuffle real quick. Mm-hmm. We had opportunities to, uh, you know, maybe to go, we, which we did work there a couple of times, especially mm-hmm. at Smoky Mountain mm-hmm. with Cornette, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. we sure did. And I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, Robert and I were at that time, uh, you know, being the NWA at the smaller territories. You know, one of my best times in the business. And I'm, I'm shooting with you, Smoky Mountain wrestling. Hmm. You know, you was there. No, yeah. Trips, I mean, what we worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, the TV on Monday. And, mm-hmm. and rest of the time, you saw off. I mean, did you live there at the time? I did, yeah. I lived in Morristown. Okay. Yeah. So you knew because the, the, the drives were short, right? And you had a pretty good crew there. 
yes. as well. I mean, there's a lot of good hands there. Candido and uh, you guys and the oh, yeah, Dirty Bradley, White Boy and Tracy, yeah. Smothers and me and Lance. And the, like, like you said, they put together a pretty decent crew of guys. That's another thing I was going to ask you about, about driving together down the highway. That's something that kind of gets lost now. Uh, a lot of guys just basically drive on their own or they'll drive yeah. with their friends. But, you know, for example, you said, you get, did you buy a car with an air conditioning? You and I drove together at times. I drove well, with Dick you know, Murdoch at times. You would learn from those trips. Oh, yes, you learn from those trips. But what good times we had sometimes. Too. Yeah. We, uh, a lot of us used to you know, meet in Nashville and kind of, we were in a van and uh, would come across there. And I never forget one time, man, because we did crazy stuff. I don't know how we got away with it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm in a van. We're driving. And, dude, you know, there's beer and everything else in the van. We Just after the show, we're going back from the town. I'm you know, I'm driving wide open. And then it was a nighttime prisoner who came favor and jumped in the van. Yeah, look at yeah well, but I get pulled over. And a uh, <laughs> police officer comes up and says, don't you know you're doing uh, – you're doing 75 miles an hour down the interstate? What did I tell you? He said, well, if you get off my ass, I wouldn't be going that fast. <laughs> yeah, get off my ass, quit pushing me down the highway. I wasn't doing it. He goes, I probably was. Okay, y'all have a good day. What? Oh, yeah. Sure it is. Yeah. Sure it is. <laughs> When I said that, listen now, I'm up in the front. I said, well, man, if you get off my ass, quit push me down the highway. Yeah. Because he was. He's right on my ass. Right, right, right. I said, I didn't know who you were. <laughs> and uh, I heard about t- three voices go, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer, yeah. But he let us go. Yeah, yeah, And he sure did. But, <laughs> you know, when you used to keep faving, speaking to Tom Pritchard, uh, we was in that van, and we was one of those little spot shows, man, and we trying to get him. Tom's trying to get in, so we got the van door open, and all the crowds out there, and it's kind of raining a little bit, so he pulls a hoodie down over his head, and he comes running to the van. When he did, he jumps up and hits his head right on the ledge when you get in <laughs> Wait a minute. He, boom, he takes a bump. God, back in the middle of the park. <laughs> and he just laid there. He just, oh, God. I'm sitting there, and the people, man, they're looking around like, what the hell just happened? But I'm crying, Chris. I love this business. I remember uh, the, the first time I gave you guys a ride in my car with no air conditioning. Uh, it was after the show, and it was like, um, I, I think I said, like, I want to stop and get something to eat. You're like, Stopping at something to eat? He goes, no, you stop and buy beer. <laughs> Drink beer now. Eat when you get in. What's wrong with you, kid? And I was like, oh, I guess that's how we do things yeah, right hey, here. And, you, and no pee breaks. <laughs> yeah, we just get we let them pee. <laughs> that's the way it was. Grab the grab the flat of beer, get in the car, and get yeah. rolling to the next. We got to go, but yeah, yeah, we're yeah. still that way today. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we we still. All these other but guys, you know what? We don't stop and eat. We don't. Yeah, we don't. You don't want to, but we don't. Drink the beer, no man. Yes, man, you can't do that no more. Yeah, dude, you know what? It's changed, of, right? Yeah, yeah. In the state of Tennessee, you can't uh, even have an open container in your car. Mm. It's considered DUI. Really? Yes, yeah, so it, it didn't is. used to be. That but it's way, not because. It? Yeah, no. But, yeah. but back then, you could get away. It's, you know, times has changed. You know, mothers against drunk driving, which I'm glad. Yeah, you know, sure, a lot sure, of sure. kids got killed, and yeah. and you know the things we've done, and gosh. And I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't have Facebook social media then. (laughs) Wow. Could you imagine? (laughs) Everyone would be divorced. Everyone would be in trouble. Well, you know, I I don't lie about it. Mm -hmm. You know, they tell me, you know, somebody told me the other day, they said, Ricky Morton, you're the Gene Simmons of professional wrestling. I said, no, bro. 
Gene Simmons is a Ricky Morton of Rock and Roll. Right? <laughs> Stick your tongue out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, let's talk about your nicknames, uh, Hoot and Punky. Where'd you guys get those from? Well, uh, I was doing Angle in Memphis as a kid. That's before Robert and I come tag team partners. Mm-hmm. Doing Angle. Matter of fact, with Tommy Rich. They just turned. Tommy just come off Atlanta TV. Him and Barnett got into it about something. You know, Tommy got mad and left to come to Memphis. Mm-hmm. And he turned heel and. And that's when I first got my hair. You know, first the mullet. I got it sticking up. like It's sort of like punk rock. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Tommy Rich come out and dinner. Ricky Martin. Hey, you punk. You punk. Punky Martin. Punky Martin. And that's how it started. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Ricky Martin. Somebody said something about Punky Martin. And, uh, and Hoot. Hoot come up a uh, It was a wrestler called Hoot Gibson. Oh yeah, yeah. Hoot Gibson. Yes, and uh, all right. <laughs> yes, I came. Like I said, it was a wrestler named Hoot Gibson. I never met him, but I guess he was an old timer. Okay, so they just you, called you me Hoot Gibson. Uh-uh. Yeah, he lives in Bristol. Okay, where I, I'm from. I'm from. He back. He wrestled back. Uh, I don't remember these guys. Uh, Don and Ron Wright. Uh, Don Ron Wright. Yeah, he was in yeah. Smoky Mountain with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. died not long ago. Okay, right. And, but yeah, he wrestled back with those guys. Who got? Them? You know, I, 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 yeah, I never read him. Um, but mm. that's the reason I knew Hoot. That's the reason Robert Gibson, I, I just called him Hoot. And it, <laughs> I called it, I always <laughs> call him Hoot. Look, I was on the balcony over here. Day. He's down there. I'm looking for him. I can't find him. Hoot. <gasps> Hoot. <laughs> everybody in the pool looking. What the hell is he hollering at? Gosh. You mentioned before about Smoky Mountain, and uh, it was amazing how they could draw some really big crowds there sometimes. In Paintsville and Knoxville, there'd be 2,000 people, 5,000 people, 4,000 people. Yes. What, 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 was, what made that territory so hot, do you guys think, and especially in the mid-'90s when the whole territory system had kind of gone down downhill at that point? Well, you know, you, uh, I know I'm from there, but we're speaking of uh, – I think the fans just like good wrestling. Well, that, but but you're still speaking. It was at the, it was at the point really where I know, but I don't know. Mm. You know, you ever been to the wrestling matches and the guys will tell you, say, "Oh man, that first match that wasn't real." Boy, that last match mm-hmm. they were really fighting. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, it's uh, it's that that part about they didn't know and didn't know, and, and plus there in East Tennessee, man, you know, you were. You're back a few years, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Back, mm-hmm. it, were you there when the gangsters came in? Yes. No, oh, you remember how that was? You yeah, know, you talking about the gangsters. New Jack and Mustafa came wow, in. Wow, man! Of, you know, uh, I, had to, I had to talk to New Jack, man. I, as far as what? Well, you know, uh, and don't get me wrong, and I'm pleased, guys. I See, mean, New everybody. Jack is only one way into this town and one yeah. way out. Be well, careful. He was right. coming in with the hardcore. Yeah, you know, but right. see, but the the gangster see, talk, buddy. It's you're in East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to get because because I'm not like this. It's the racial yeah. Well, it's issue. A, there was a lot of ra- yes, racial I tension. I, I didn't know how to approach that with you to tell you this mm-hmm. right here. But you know, I told New Jack. I said, "Dude, you're down south here, and it's not. They're not as educated." And, well, yeah, you're talking it, about the, the, the the Ku Klux Klan living down in that area. Well, I, you know? well that's where I was headed to. Right. I said, "A lot of these towns, dude. You watch what you do." And Robert just said that there's, you know, it ain't one way in and one way out. Hmm. Uh, and uh, he he come in driving that Corvette, mm-hmm. and I told him, I said, first thing you need to do is go park that." 
But in that first night we did the angle, they messed it up a little bit. Oh, did the fans did? Oh, yeah. Then I told them, I said, go buy Because at that time, you could buy. I said, go buy you something about four or $500. I said, leave it here. Hmm. Drive your you know, drive your car when you go home, but have it parked here. And you meet and get in that car and drive it to the show. Hmm. And finally he did because every night that cut his tires. Wow, and really? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that cut his tires, knock his windows out. And he, and he told me, he said, God, that's the smartest thing I ever did. <laughs> I said, yeah, man, they're going to kill you, man. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, and he didn't hold back. No, yeah. He you, was, know, we, they, you know, they... This is his idea. They Rodney King me on TV. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> then he comes out eating fried chicken and watermelon. Yeah, that's what they and, would do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the racial Lord. stereotype in the South. Yeah. Yes, Lord. I was, oh, my goodness. Well, and, what did you think when Cornette brought them in? I loved them. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, you, in this business, Robert and I were put in situations a lot of times where guys were just coming into the business they had been trained, but they didn't know a clue about the business. For instance, Dr. Destiny Williams, Nikita Koloff, um, a lot of guys that we trained just by working with them mm. every night. Let me tell you a great story. You like that. And I'm getting off on something no, else. Right, yeah. Bradshaw. Uh, John. Yeah, JBL, yeah. JBL. Just breaking into the business. <laughs> you know, he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. He's a big boy. You know, and me, I'm, I'm saying, so he's a great big boy, and I get in the ring with him. I said, all right, dude, uh, give me a tackle, but let me sell it. Chris, he gave me a tackle, dude. He knocked me in a third row. I ain't shit. I've never been hit that hard. In <laughs> and that's life. when JBL was jacked up, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I put one out on the floor. So I got back up in the ring and went, okay. I said, give me a turnbuckle and come running as fast as you can. Born he did, and I come out of that turnbuckle, boy, I hit him hard as well, well, if you back up, before he did yeah. that, he told me, he said, Robert, yeah. pull this yeah. big SOB off of me. Yeah, I walked over to Robert. I said, Robert, does... <laughs> I did that. I sure did. I come back in the ring. I said, Robert, pull this son of a bitch biggest... off of me. <laughs> he goes, what are you talking about? Because I did. I said, give me a, he come charge And I hit, if you say I'm asking, bro, I hit him hard as I can. Bam, right in the nose. Right in the mouth. And it, bro, he's eight foot tall. <laughs> he just stopped and he goes, he looked at me real funny. <laughs> and, he, and he looked like kind of pitiful face. And he goes, what'd you do that for? <laughs> and I looked at Rick's him. Rick's I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Rick, I, I, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he goes, was that a receipt? I said, yes, it is. And I went and tagged him. <laughs> 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 the same thing with Nikita Koloff. Now, Nikita. Was, was he hard to work with being a big guy in green like that? Yeah, Nikita or Nikita? Oh my God, buddy, do nothing. Mm. First he, night I worked, he, he the first so very strong, time mm. I told you know I told Ivan I said I said tell him give me a Nita back. Holy crap, Chris! I mean, did not you ever, you know it hit me in the ribs and every breath in my mm. body left, and it's hard to recover from something like that. But he didn't know. But then I'm a we're outside in Cleveland uh, baseball to baseball game. And Robert and I, and I lock up with him, <clears throat> headbutts me. <laughs> now, oh, God. Damn, that damn <laughs> accident. Mm-hmm. You know, accident. I go back and I lock up with him again. Bam, headbutts me again. The same thing. I did the same thing there. I walked over to Robert. I said, Robert, I said, pull this big son of a bitch off me. <laughs> All right. So I went to lock up with him, and when I did, 
I just threw my elbow. And Nick here honestly split his eye all the way up. Mm. Blood's coming down. He's flipping out. <laughs> then I locked up with him, and his head was back. <laughs> he, learned, he, learned he learned his lesson, right? <laughs> oh, yes. He tells it. You no, know, I, I did what he he was doing one of his preacher shows, so and I was there listening, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he told that story. <laughs> it's cool. Oh, yes, listen. But, man, I mean, dude, I'm not going to take that. Well, that's the and thing. You, you have know. to give the warnings and give well, the message. Well, back in them days, we, we, you know, one thing about me and Ricky, we could work with the big guys, little guys. We could damn near work with anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yes. And uh, they put us in there to work with these big guys, and we had to we, you know, we we taught had, them we, as, teach as, as we went. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a lot of what was like that, you know, uh, Hercules Hernandez. Uh, yeah. You know, they can read an owl doo-doo, man. They come down and put them in the ring with us, man. Greater than owl doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when we first went to Louisiana, Bill Watts, like I said, like Rick said earlier, they, all the guys were 300 pounds plus. Mm-hmm. So I first Six, night, eight, six, nine. Yeah, first night in there, here's me and Ricky. We look like midgets. Mm-hmm. So Bill Watts, this is how he introduced us. He goes, guys. This is Ricky and Robert. We're going to give them the ball. If they can carry it, we're going to run with them. He says, now I want you all to realize when these two guys hit you, y'all better think I'm hitting you. Mm. Other words, sell. Y'all better sell like I'm hitting you. Yeah. And he goes, guys, if y'all hurt Ricky or Robert, don't worry about coming back and get your bags. Just get in your car and going home. Wow. We thought, yeah, put the heat on us. Yeah. Yeah. But you sure. know what? Since he said that, we was at, you know, especially when we was real hot for Crockett, mm-hmm. we was at a spot show, and they had a big show somewhere else. You know, the A-team, I guess. They went somewhere else. So we're like in Fort Mill, South Carolina. So you had two shows on the same night. And the yeah, one show, we yeah. did that a lot, yeah. but we're at a spot show. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it's you know, it's huge. Hey, some bitch sold out. <laughs> People hanging from the rafters. Yeah, you ain't lying. I'm going to tell you the story of that in a minute. Please but, do. Uh, but and we were in there, and Joel Deaton, matter of fact, it was Joel Deaton and Black Bart. Mm-hmm. We were the main event. Joel Deaton's walking around like me. Boy, it's so mad. So we get in the, in the, in the match, and Joel Deaton, I don't know, he just picked me up and threw me over the top rope. Hmm. Boom. The next thing I heard was, Black Bart, gee, dang, bah, bah, bah. what are you doing, boy? You gonna get us fired? <laughs> get out of the ring! You ain't getting back in here. And I ain't getting no oh, hell no. You ain't getting me fired. <laughs> oh God, they were scared. <laughs> yeah, because he he thought because of what he, said. Yeah, you know that was in NWA. Now. Oh, okay, it was even after years after that. You know, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. you dumb guys, man. You didn't do that. You get me fired. <laughs> But that was like you guys had the system down pat too, where where Ricky would sell, Robert would get the comeback. One of the greatest sellers, Ricky Morton. Thank I you, think man. you and Steamboat were up there that anybody would say from Austin to Rock to anybody today. Uh-huh. How did you come up with that formula? Because it was it was a great formula that probably still works to this day. Well, the greatest thing, and, and, and when I really called on to this, Chris, it's when I worked for Jared, and it was the same thing. I had to work big guys all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry was trying to give me a little push. So I had to go out and wrestle a lot of big guys. Business was different. They didn't want to sell for me. Mm. All right, now I'm going over. And, and it come to me one night, and I said, wow, man, okay. instead of me going out here pulling teeth with these guys, I'd give you a prime example, kill a call, corrupt. You know, I'm going to beat him, but he don't want to put me over. He don't want to sell for me. Mm-hmm. I grab his arm. Oh, my sore arm. Oh, my sore leg. I said, listen, boom. 
But when I called spots, suplex me, all oh, they were great. Yeah. Suplex me, cover me, one, two, kick out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything, I called every major finish in the world. Mm-hmm. I kick out, and I get up, and I beat him with a small package. Well, I did that one night in Memphis, and I'm coming back from the dressing room. And, I, and dude, I come back, and Jerry Jarrett reached out and grabbed my arm and says, and he wouldn't even, didn't look at me. His face is still looking right ahead. And he goes, Ricky Morton. He said, you're the smartest son of a bitch I ever seen in my life. <laughs> I said, what? And I'm going to say, yes, sir. He goes, he didn't want to sell for you. Look here. He did everything in the world with him, and you beat him with a small package. Mm-hmm. He said, you should be the world champion. <laughs> you're the toughest son of a bitch I ever seen in my life. And that's how I got to selling. Hmm. And then, you know what, Chris, and, and, and I guess you learned this too, that selling, gosh, man, you could tell such great stories mm-hmm. just by selling, especially if you got great heels. Mm-hmm. But that's the way it was. And, and to me, when I was selling, so it didn't matter. You know, you'd be in Greensboro Coliseum with 20,000 people at the time. And when the guy I'm working with is asking me, are you all right? Okay. What's that guy on the front row thinking? Mm-hmm. Okay, now if that guy on the front row's thinking that, well, you think that's I'm going up there and them balkies are thinking. Mm-hmm. You see, and that's what I try to live by. But everything I try to sell, you know, you got to sell and don't die. And when you got a good heel that keeps you alive while you're selling, and, and, you know, and it's like I try to learn, you know, because our business is different. It's a different standpoint from like where you're at. I mean, you're on WWE. You're a big star. You know, you have to perform. You have to do your job a certain way. But see, on the independent circuit, you see, you could tell that longevity story by selling that match. You know, just about. But with me selling like that and giving Robert that hot tag, mm-hmm. I told somebody else, and I was going to do something different this match. I said, what's that? Y'all going to get the heat on me. That's <laughs> but selling. Did they ever get story. the heat on you, Robert? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, if, if you ever watched when we first won the world titles, yeah. I think I we went an hour broad, not an hour Broadway, about fifty six minutes. Mm-hmm. I sold like thirty eight minutes of that. Did match. you? Yeah, yeah. You had to work that night. Bullshit. Now, but let's Chris, talk about- bullshit. <laughs> Somebody tell me all day says, "Damn, Robert took a bump." I said, "He tripped and fell. He ain't on bump." But you know, back then though. He got a lot of heat on him. He wasn't smaller, smaller than two. Yeah, yeah. He didn't look right for the smaller guy, the big guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Smaller guy, the hot tag. Well, let's talk about the hot tag. That's that's another art form in itself. You got to have the fire. You got to keep it moving. Talk about that. Yeah, you got to come in there. And oh yeah. It. And but what I what I got lost at while ago, I'm coming back. When you're selling, mm-hmm. gosh, man, you could tell any story in the world. But you got to have a good worker in there with you. And, and the heels like Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane, Dennis Condry, you know, and the Beast, Ivan Koloff. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are great workers. Mm-hmm. And see, another thing about a baby face, me and Robert, you see, when you, the heels, we didn't make the heels change their gimmicks to work with us. You know, we we adjusted ourselves to the it's for them, right? Yeah, which so, is the sign of a good worker. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. We you know we we went to the ring and did that for them. And sometimes in our matches, if Ricky's supposed to sell, sometimes I was in at the right spot, I would sell. Mm-hmm. We would just swap positions. Swap position, yeah. We was but, able to do that. But talk about the hot tag though, the art form of that. Uh, I guess you got to come there with fire. You got to keep it going and 
Fired up. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yes, but you got to have the fire. You got to keep keep it moving because a lot of guys yes. get the hot tag and they'll do one move and it'll be Stop. to this day. I was talking to someone the other day when we were doing a six man match and I had to tell him, listen, man, your tag, your hot tag, isn't hot enough. It's yeah. too much in the corner. You're chopping. You do something. It's got to be boom, up, down, boom, bam, boom, boom. Fire, fire, fire. Keeps going. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, and, and, yeah. and it's seen it, and it's up to the heels too. Mm-hmm. The heels got to feed for it. Mm-hmm. You know, now if you're in a six man tag and he's over just over there, you know, he's he's got a movie come to these two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know, you got you got three of them. You know, these guys are are, are at that hot tag or giving herself to you. Take it. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. You know. Let's talk. You mentioned you're going to tell a story about how the uh, you never seen so many people who sold the place out story. Well, it's true. You know, we wrestled in old buildings, uh, <laughs> especially in the Johnson City at the rec center. Yeah, and then at them times you didn't have farm martial laws. You know, gosh, you didn't care. Uh-huh. You know, they man, they sell the tickets, uh, salt the popcorn, sell in cokes, and they didn't have that. But 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 they had the old buildings with the rafters across the top, the big steel rail. Mm-hmm. And I never forget Ben Robert went there, man. And uh, God, his place was, and it's so hot, no air conditioning. God, man, just ringing red. And I look out, look here, and the people are sitting across the rafters. <laughs> I'm going, damn, they're hanging off the rafters. <laughs> it's cool though, Chris, uh, because, and this is great. And you know, we, and we go by good these small territories. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. but we, but we, but. See, and what I really say this for is because at our time we, we got paid by how many asses were in the seats. Right. Well, sort of. Uh, we didn't have contracts. You know, Robert and I has never had a contract. Never, never. In the NWA days, there was no. We, we never even had an action figure made of us. Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. None of this has never happened. Really? Jacks did some kind of little thing, mm-hmm. but it was wasn't nothing. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, no, nobody's never did none of that for us. Uh, I would assume now that you're doing this Hall of Fame thing, you'll probably sign a Legends deal with the WWE, well, I which, hope would, we do. which would lead uh, to them making some Well, figures. I'm just telling you, I hope yeah. we do. Yeah. Because it's it's not only that, it's something for our grandkids and mm-hmm. everything else. Uh, sure. But to get to get back to what I was saying there, it, it was a great thing. When you sold a house out, it was something. And then, and what was really something is when you sold the house out, you're on the B team. Mm. I never forget Dick Murdoch. He did something to piss Dusty off, and uh, and it was about two months later we're on the show, and he, Dusty goes, "We're in the restaurant. We're on the same show." Dusty says, "Are you ready to come back to the A team?" He goes, "Hell no! I want to be with the Rock and Roll. They sell out every night. I make more money." <laughs> I swear, and that was funny, man. And Wahoo used to say the same, same thing, thing too. He tell Dusty, "I don't want to be on A team. <laughs> I want to be on B team." Yes, we're drawing. Yeah, absolutely. Not only that, but the girls. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh... God. <laughs> the unmentioned. You know it is exactly. I, I, I remember some of the times that we'd go into town. They know that we're going to be there, and God, after the shows, they know where we're staying at. I'm serious, like Woodstock, dude. It's, they're all out there everywhere. You know, a lot of guys used to not like us, especially the wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Guys, you know, sure, guys, all, yeah. oh yeah, dude. But they come over and they meet us. You know, I'll be there. Well, which one you want? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you talking about? Oh, you got us? No, come here, baby. Give him, him. Take him. Go. Oh, 
Oh, next thing you know, our new best friends, buddy. <laughs> that was we didn't care. Eighties were pretty crazy back then. I remember going. Yeah, you, I remember going to Lafayette, Louisiana. Bill Watts, me and Ricky pull up, and there's Channel Five, Channel Five News out there. We get out of the car, and they come up to us and says, "Guys, who are y'all?" I said, "Well, that's Ricky, and I'm Robert. We're the Rock and Roll Express. Why?" She goes, "Look out here, people have been camping for three days to, get to tickets. buy tickets here." That's never happened. She said, that's never happened here. Wow. What's, what's going on? And, and that's it, the, yeah. See, that's a big deal. And that's the mm-hmm. uh, reason. That, and, and I hope some of the guys understand it, that, that when you sold a house out, mm-hmm. that was a big deal. Sure. And what, would, you, what, would, you, what would your cut be if you sold it out? You just on the Nobody. gate? Well, you know, it's a lot of difference between the net and the gross. And, sure. what, and all in between. <laughs> uh, we bought a lot of promoters' airplanes. You know, really, Chris, I'm going to sit here and tell you this. We really got I think we all have, my friend. But, but, but to tell you the true fact, I don't blame nobody but myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't educated enough to know. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. Yeah, that's why I encourage my children now, my kids, you know, get your education. Let's, let's do that. Even my kids at my school, I, you know, I... I tell them all the time, you know, and I do. I, I make, man, we got to go. Are you going to school? We doing this. We doing this. Because really, just by not having education, it cost Robert and I millions and millions but, of dollars. You know, they kept us so busy. We, they worked us nine days without a day off. Yes. Twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday. We're doing five, six-hour Broadways a week. And finally went to Jim Crockett. We said, Jim, we need a day off. His exact words were, if we give you all a day off, the company will lose 25 grand. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And if you work that day, you weren't making 25 grand. No. <laughs> Surprised he told you that. That's what he said. You know, it's giving you, it's giving you the power to say, listen, give us some more cash, man. Right. You know? Well, well you know what? Busy. They did the rock and roll. Super Summer Sizzler. Well, they did the package. You know, I'm the only guy in the world that I never, you know, I was a rock and roll express. I'm sorry. I'm the only guy in the world that, uh, the Rock Early Express, and we're country as hell. And you know, they did this thing where they made the eight by ten. I mean, the big life size poster with the record that I cut. You know, I'm the only guy in the world that sold a million copies, and it went plywood. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, and my, I was out in uh, Amarillo not long ago, and I, and I found an album, man, is out there. That's what reminds me of this, and I got it hanging. In, in the glass and that you in my made. school. No, it was no. Dick Murdoch oh. and some guy. And Terry Funk was there. And I asked Terry, I said, man, I found this, this guy. He said, God, that's a collector's item. I said, what are you, are you really? He's what we talking about. He says, yeah, you ever listen to that? Everybody threw him away. <laughs> <laughs> Same way with mine. <laughs> but you know what? I had fun doing it. I had fun doing it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to tell you an example. They sold... For 1995, over a million, mm-hmm. and Robert and I got no money. They sold a million copies. Copies of Rock Express fan club kit. Pat, oh it came with that with the with the with the, and uh, and we tried to sue them. And the guy that sold and the guy that sold them, mm-hmm. he even tested because they told him, "Oh, if you did, if you tell the truth, we won't." won't get you mm-hmm. he said uh, he put a million dollars of money in his pocket stowed it so it was so so much we went to the omni one night and yeah. went in crocker's office and there's checks and notes saying we're sending back 1995 sending people back their money yeah because so far behind. wow and he never gave us a dime of it we tried to sue him yeah and uh well we got like 
we got, I think, two cents to a dollar. And we got 13 grand. <laughs> a couple the two last questions. Was there any rock and roll bands that were fans of the Rock and Roll Express? Did you ever get to go to shows and hang out? Dude, with I have a bunch of my friends. Marshall Tucker Band, mm-hmm. you know, Doug Gray, we're a good friend of mine. Rick Springfield said there's a bunch of stuff back in the day, albums and stuff. He was, he yes, was a fan. Uh, not a lot of a lot of the rock, and I met a lot of them. Chuck, you know, Chuck Berry was really cool. Yeah, yeah you know, and I like, you know, Chuck just passed away. Sure did, yeah. And I was just telling my wife, "Damn, I got caught playing a ding a ling long time, a many times." You know, <laughs> I, I love Chuck Berry. Rick Flair, uh, me and Rick Flair met Chuck Berry at the same time. Did you really? Yes, in New York City. Was he cool. Was he, was he ever a fan? Oh, he had me and Rick on stage, the man, and, and no, he's oh yeah, he's a fan, man. Yeah. I, I seen him in Atlanta Airport one time too, and he had his head down with that hat down, and you know me, I didn't give a crap. Yeah. I come walking by and I looked up under, I says, "That you, Nadine?" <laughs> Look here, he did a forward <laughs> roll right out on the floor. He's that's so funny. <laughs> Why can't you be true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last question: Is there one one match that stands out for you guys as as a, as a classic night in your career that that you think of? Well, but it's, it's it has to be anyway. I mean, I, we had some of the greatest matches that ever go down in history with the Midnight Express. Mm-hmm. But being two young kids, getting a big break in the business, moving on to a big territory and coming in and winning the world tag team titles for the first time against Ivan Koloff and Barry Crusher Khrushchev. It was one Robert was talking about earlier. Back then, the buildings didn't have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. We went the whole hour time limit of the TV show, sweating, but bad, and, and, and we worked so hard. It's a lot of things I can remember, but man, when we put those go belts around our waist, buddy, I, I mean, a lot. I forget that. Yes, I remember Baby Doll talking about that match. Baby Doll says because nobody knew it. it was the first time we worked with Ivan and him, and they got the list on the on the in the locker room all the matches, like six matches. We're the very first match. So we knew it was going to go 56 minutes, but they didn't tell nobody else. Hmm. So everybody else is, you know, like, I'm on second. When these guys are having third match, time's running out. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. It took the whole hour. Hey, would you choose that one too, though? Uh, yeah, that one, and I'd have to say the scaffold matches. Hmm. I had fun at the scaffold matches because I like I liked height. And him and Not Bobby me. and Dennis were scared to death. Oh, I'd oh. get up there and I'd shake it and rattle it. I ain't watching my damn Robert. I cuss Robert out up there, man. I'm scared of heights. I don't want to get on my house. It was fun. And I, I'll give you an example of being on the scaffold. Mm-hmm. And I tried this one time. You've seen these guys at the, about twenty feet in the air, and they dive off into the little swimming pools. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I do that. Boy, I went up that ladder, man. I got it. You know, it's harder coming back down than it is going up that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cool. hey, hey man god thank you for having us on your show congratulations guys it's great seeing you guys again and uh, i'm really proud of you guys and happy for you it's thank you chris being on your broadcast chris. Right, thanks guys thank you. oh man hoot and punky rock and roll <laughs> congratulations yet again to ricky and robert from the rock and roll express on their induction into the WWE hall of fame uh, a little bit surprised but very much worthy and deserved long time coming i'm glad to see it happen and they're both uh, while they're both here to enjoy it great guys very funny as you can hear and 
And once again, if you think pro wrestling is for you and you live in the United States, the southern states most specifically, it's closer for you. Check out Ricky Morton's wrestling school. It's called School of Morton in Chucky, Tennessee. You're going to learn psychology. You're going to learn the art of the cell, which Ricky just explained. You can get more info and apply online at rickymortononline.com. What better place to learn the biz, the mechanics of the biz, the, the, the foundation of the biz than from the legendary Hall of Famer Ricky Morton. Go check it out, rickymortononline.com. And remember, before we wrap things up, we got to check in with Team Tiger Awesome. Find out what's been happening in the world over the last few days. This is the news with Team Tiger Awesome. Scientists have designed a new robotic arm modeled after an octopus tentacle. The suction cup-laden arm, which seemingly has a mind of its own, will give armless James Bond villains everywhere the ability to grip a variety of bottle-shaped things. In social media news, last week a girl snuck a horse into her parents' bathroom for the purpose of taking selfies. I just thought you should know. And now a look at the forecast. Four Weddings and a Funeral was an ensemble. Fantastic Four had none of the same actors as Fantastic Three. I Am Number Four I actually never saw. And Expendables Four would be honestly one too many. For more incredibly useful news, listen to the Team Tiger Awesome show every Sunday from Podcast One and the Jericho Network. All right, now that Team Tiger Awesome has you caught up on the latest and most important news, head over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button for the Team Tiger Awesome show and all the great shows in the Jericho Network. I just did a, an, uh, uh, another Team Tiger Awesome show where we did uh, create a band, and they did the summer movie premiere, uh, summer movie preview, which is going to air in a couple of weeks, talking about the uh, 2017 summer movies. Team Tiger Awesome, all about it. And they were also all about the other shows in the Jericho Network, Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus, Beyond the Darkness, Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon, this week he's got Megadeth bass player Dave Ellison on the show, and then there's the Raven effect. You got to check out Raven giving his uh, his uh, tribute to Don Rickles this week, and also talking about wrestling psychology and talking about the time when he picked up an 85 year old woman in a bar, and I was there to see it. He went for a ride on her motorcycle. There you go. Don't forget our flagship show, Keep It at 100 with Conan. Leave everyone a five star rating and review, and of course leave uh, leave your favorite uh, I, uh, podcast. Uh, Talk is Jericho, rating and review as well. Do your boy a favor. Uh, my goal is 2,000 reviews, and we're on our way. Thanks to the Talk is Jericho army. Shout out to everyone who left a five-star rating and comment on iTunes. Blunts0809, Louis Ventura, The Nard Dog, Ian Destructible, Beard Manifesto, Barnes0221, Neil the Seal, Classic Comp, The Rain5136, and Len Broughton. Thank you so much for all you guys, and thank you to the, uh, all the great sponsors on this show, including DDP Yoga, Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 30% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDP Yoga-related merch. Don't forget about True Car. Don't forget about Geico, Little Caesars. So much great stuff. Thanks for listening. Keep listening right now for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And on Wednesday, you ever heard of the show Tanked, an animal planet? Yeah, that's the, that's the uh, guys that go in there and put a fish tank in Howie Mandel's house and Shaq's house and Steven Tyler and Titus O'Neil. Oh, yeah, and me too, Chris Jericho. The guys from Tanked are going to be here talking all about their uh, amazing tales of giving doing over 100 shows of putting fish tanks in uh, famous people's houses they got a lot of great uh, great stories to talk about great guys talking about kiss talking about uh, everybody Shaq is another good one as well uh, Tracy Morgan was a funny show that I enjoyed you're going to hear all about it it's going to be a great show Ash the Fish Expert went nuts for Tanked we're going to talk to you all about that on Wednesday so we'll see you then in the meantime and in between time stay hard stay hungry peace love and hugs and a big yeah boy tell him
You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcast1.com. <laughs>